A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. We are pleased, as always, to welcome to the microphone our Senator Joan Balwig from the Marcusan area. Of course, she is the chair of the Senate Agriculture Committee, and there are things that are happening, I'd say, at a little bit more rapid pace this time around than compared to a year ago. Joan, I want to congratulate you and uh, uh, Representative Tony Kurtz uh, have introduced a bill, a group of uh, information tidbits that are largely focused on export initiatives for the state of Wisconsin. I think that that's something in light of the pandemic and just trying to get by that a lot of people might have overlooked. How did you come to the conclusion that this was time to uh, reinvigorate, reinforce our export efforts? Well, actually, this is something that Representative Kurtz was working on uh, over a year ago, and um, his initiative got through the Assembly but didn't get through the State Senate because the Senate was shut down. The governor included uh, some of those ideas in his current budget, but uh, coming together with Representative Kurtz this year, we thought that we needed to have all of agriculture represented in this export program. We know that DATCAP does some things, and I know that in talking with uh, Missy Hughes, who is the Secretary of the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation, they do work together on some export items, but there is no dedicated initiative to increase our ag exports. And, and one, of the, one of the telling things that I looked at is that Wisconsin is in the top ten of agricultural receipts uh, among the states, but we are in the second tier in exports. So it leads me to believe that there is some room to, for growth here. Uh, we do a lot with dairy, of course, and actually we're number one in things like um, ginseng and uh, bovine semen, uh, but there is so many other things that are there. We had a press conference yesterday, and we had... Um, uh, cattlemen represented cheese makers, um, uh, dairy association, and cranberry growers. And one of the things that uh, was mentioned by one of our partners, uh, the cheese makers, there is a lot of um, a lot of areas that we're not touching. Our exports right now are mainly going to uh, China, Canada, and Mexico. And except for China, which grew in the last year, the other two have have uh, tapered off. So we need to be in more places. We need to be all over Europe. We need to be in, in Asia. We need to be in India. Um, COVID, during COVID, we saw a lot of bad things happening with our supply chain, uh, farmers that actually had to dump milk, um, producers that couldn't, you know, had a, had a, turn on a dime to figure out how to repackage things to get them out to the consumer since everything was changed. No restaurants, no in-person school. So we have, um, uh, we have great capacity. And even though there's been uh, federal and state help out there for the agricultural community, we need to make sure that we are able to stand up on our own and, and generate even more production and more um, uh, more opportunity for agriculture. 
How much money are we suggesting by introducing this export initiative, Joan? Uh, well, let's see here. We are talking about um, uh, 2.5 million. Uh, we have some dedicated. We have some dedicated funding uh, that would go for dairy because that is our biggest export uh, right now. Um, so we're talking about that, but we also are talking about adding in some of the things that the governor did not have in his additional um, program because this is going to be done in 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 uh, stages. Altogether, five million dollars. Uh, but we're talking about half of that dedicated to milk and dairy products, um, one and a quarter million dollars devoted for increasing our meat exports, and one and a quarter devoted to um, other export opportunities. And that's um, a couple of things that weren't included in the governor's proposal. That would be cranberries. That could be our cherries. Mm-hmm. That could be uh, our vegetable products. Right. We do such a a wonderful job in raising vegetable products here in Wisconsin. But we're only, uh, I believe, 15th when it comes to exports, where, um, um, like I said, there's just so much room for for growth when it comes to um, finding those those alternative markets. Sure, sure. Now, I know that the ag community as a whole has been very excited at this kind of an effort, this kind of support. Do you see any concerns, Joan, when it comes to Wisconsin's infrastructure? You alluded to it earlier. Our uh, weaknesses really showed during the pandemic. Uh, Do you expect a a lot of this money to go basically just shoring up the infrastructure that it takes to get our products from here to there? Well, we certainly we certainly hope so. Um, the governor's budget has um, uh, almost tripled the amount of money that we put in the last budget for broadband, which is a good thing. He has nearly two hundred million dollars, but we have we have three point two billion dollars coming to the state of Wisconsin that's going to be under his purview. Uh, the legislature is suggesting that um, we really blow the doors off of this and, and get broadband every place. We're suggesting that, that, that we take $500 million out of uh, this allocation. And, you know, every county, every city, every village, every town is going to get some direct money from the federal government in this last package. And I know some of our locals are talking about... Um, um, you know, what they can do to help enhance broadband in their local areas also. I was, I was talking with, a, um, uh, with the executive director of um, a um, uh, telephone cooperative uh, here in the 14th Senate District uh, that has been doing this and working with, with uh, locals and has been getting phone calls now from a variety of uh, towns and, and um, um, uh, villages trying to figure out if they can spend some of the money that they're getting to partner up with grants to uh, get folks broadband, better broadband, if they don't have any, out into our rural areas, a real necessity.
Boy, that is excellent. I love your phrase, uh, you know, blowing the doors off, because now it, it really does seem like now that the senators and representatives are kind of back in the groove and not looking over their shoulder as far as the pandemic, you guys are really cooking. You've got a couple other items that you want people to be aware of, Joan, about uh, the challenges our meat industry had faced and where we might be able to pivot it and grow from there, as well as uh, some straight out grants that could help out in the countryside there, too. Absolutely. And I think I think the uh, the whole idea of uh, helping the meat industry is something that um, goes right along with this uh, export idea. Uh, we all know what happened uh, during the beginning of COVID when the supply chain for for meat really collapsed. And uh, heck, even even our um, our 4-H and FFA kids, uh, when we had some of those alternative livestock auctions last year we're nervous about are they going to be able to not only make the sale but uh, get something to the butcher shop for their buyers um so there's a three-prong approach that the governor has proposed i did a information session on it in my committee here um a couple of weeks ago and if people are really interested in hearing what um uh secretary designee romanski and people from the industry had to say they can they can go back and uh, look at those those archives online with Wisconsin Eye, but the idea is uh, first of all Wisconsin was in good shape uh, when that happened because we have we have uh, excellent uh, well qualified meat inspectors, and when the feds weren't able to come in, our our meat inspectors were able to to pivot. Uh, get to places that they they normally wouldn't have gone to or double up on on inspections. One of the things that the department is asking for is some additional meat inspectors. Uh, So uh, we're ready to grow uh, this industry. Uh, The next thing is uh, some opportunity grants for processors. Uh, The thing we heard is that they're they're short locker space. And I know just some of the producers around here, I mean, that's one of the reasons where they had to tell people that they couldn't, uh, they couldn't take any more, um, um, uh, any more head, any additional heads of cattle to, to bring in, uh, although they all did more than what they normally would. But then the third thing for those producers is how do you get the people that are going to be doing all this, all this extra work? So there are some, uh, scholarship grants that are part of this this package. We've got a workforce shortage every place in Wisconsin. We're uh, at about three and a half percent unemployment, uh, which is lower than the national the national average. Uh, so we need people every place. But uh, if people want to stay in agriculture, this might be an area that people are interested in getting into. Uh, entrepreneurial spirit of uh, uh, being in a meat locker and, and maybe doing that as a business or as um, as uh, one of those uh, great talented butchers that we have out there so it's a three prong it's a three prong stool in trying to uh, help our meat industry move forward and it was probably what um, eight years ago where we had um, uh, where we had all those dairy modernization grants that really moved um, uh, producers ahead, and so I think uh, I think maybe it's time to do that in the the meat industry. Excellent. And then the 
And then the the third thing that you that you kind of mentioned, there is a, a bill out there now. Not sure if the governor will take up our suggestions, but this is to put some of that federal money from the American Rescue Plan uh, that he's going to have jurisdiction over, fifty million. Uh, that would provide grants aimed at economic development in rural counties. There's a lot of details, of course, but but that is the uh, uh, that is the big point for fifty million dollars, and another fifty million dollars um, that would uh, go to farms that had economic damage in 2020 due to due to COVID. Um, we know that farms were able to take advantage of. Uh, some funds in the original care package that the uh, governor was able to divvy up. But what we're doing with these specific packages that we're rolling out um, and passing through the legislature this coming week, hoping that the governor will uh, say, yes, that is a great idea. This is how I'm going to spend this portion of the CARES Act money, whether it's whether it's broadband, whether it's uh, aids for uh, tourism industry folks that were hard hit, whether it's for rural development, let's take that off the table. And now, uh, when we take a look at our next budget, uh, we've spent this one-time money in these particular areas. Our budget can be really dedicated to what our ongoing needs are and where where are our um, uh, income tax and sales tax investments best spent um, when we can say take that take that federal money and um, really uh, infuse uh, some uh, benefits um, uh, to the state of Wisconsin. Right. Right. If you're just joining us, this is Wisconsin Senator Joan Balwig from Marcus, and she's our chair of the Senate Agriculture Committee, and they are rolling when it comes to policy development, all in support of Wisconsin agribusiness, Wisconsin agriculture, all producers. Hey, before I let you go, Senator, uh, you had mentioned earlier that you are uh, meeting every couple of weeks with Wisconsin Ag Secretary-designee Randy Romanski. Is there any conversation down at the State House about getting that designee knocked off his title and actually getting him through a confirmation? process? Well, being a new senator, this is the first time I ever had to uh, think about doing a confirmation for folks. And what I found out is the, the, the best way to take a look at that is to make sure that that designee, especially in those uh, higher profile areas such as designated secretary, has the opportunity to um, speak with everyone uh, in the Senate that is going to be voting on them, because that's that's what we actually do. And so we had a, a number of new senators that, that came in. Some of his conversations were, um, you know, well in the past. So I've encouraged him to make sure he gets to everybody in the uh, in the Senate, uh, make sure that all their questions are are answered, and uh, that we don't have uh, we don't have any um, we don't have any skeletons. I don't expect any skeletons with uh, uh, with Randy, and um, I've heard uh, a lot of good things from stakeholders out there. So, so it's a process to go through. He's doing a great job as the designee, and I know I'm confident he's going to keep doing that. And if we get that knocked off sooner than later, either way, I think uh, I think he's been a good choice for um, um, for Wisconsin on the in the agricultural, uh, in the DATCAP seat. So we're going to keep doing our due diligence and um, uh, move on. 
Excellent. Well, we wholeheartedly here at Midwest Farm Report agree. Randy Romanski doing a good job, whether he's designee or ag secretary. Thank you, Joan. Appreciate it. We will catch up with you again next month. Thank you so much, Pam. Have a good week. Joan Bowig, our Wisconsin senator from Marquisan. She is the chair of the Senate Agriculture Committee. And as she pointed out, they have got some important policy moving right now. Please make sure that you're keeping your eyes on the developments and we'll keep you posted as well. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke.